Are you an adventurer looking to take your hunt to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to East Meets West Hunt with your host, Bo Martonic. Welcome back to another episode of the East Meets West Hunt podcast presented by Onyx. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about Onyx's roadless feature and layer that they have available on the Hunt app, online, and also on your phone. So Randy Newberg helped develop this with Onyx to kind of come up with a way of being able to take, you know, a couple thousand acres of land, you know, essentially that would just be, you know, a, a big map showing you it and really dive down and be able to show you the the true areas that are tough to get to that are the furthest from the roads hopefully the you know the furthest points you know that uh, can get you away from other hunters uh, you know the most importantly so what they do is the nationwide roadless layer it's essentially a heat map that gives you an overall view of how close a particular area of wilderness is to a road so the areas that are shaded the darkest are the closest to the roads while the brightly illuminated areas are the furthest removed, you know, from any motorized vehicle activity and other hunters. So that really helps out with e-scouting. If you're one of those, you know, guys or girls that wants to get away from people, you want to go way back in the back country, this can really narrow down your search. So check out the, the roadless layer in the Onyx hunt app and use the code EMW, save yourself 20% off the Hunt app. Also, Maven Optics. So Maven Optics is one of the highest quality optics companies out there that provides you a lower price than all their competitors through their direct-to-consumer business model. So I talked about it a little bit you know, last week with their customizable options, and also within that, they have just so many different stock options that are available that are ready to ship now. So a lot of their stock options, they have a few different colors. It'll save you a few bucks to be able to check that out. And you can get those those optics with the lifetime warranty. It's a no-fault lifetime warranty, even if you do something and it's you know essentially your own fault. Maven's customer service team will take care of you. So if you want to check out Maven Optics at mavenbuilt.com, use the code EASTMEETSWEST-GIFT to get yourself a free gift with any optics order online. And lastly, Heather's Choice. So Heather has you know developed some of the most healthy food options available to you know the backcountry hunter, angler, traveler, adventurer, whatever you might think there's a high fat, high protein, you know, food options that are available. If you're looking to purchase some Heather's choice meals, I would highly recommend doing that soon. If you want to have them in time for hunting season, this is their crazy busy time and they have some new flavors out the old mom's paschetti and they have redone that and I haven't got to try it yet, but I just put in my order. So I'm going to have a whole bunch of it coming in to try out for my Idaho trip. So if you want to get free shipping on any orders over $99, use the code East meets West. And if you just want to, you know, try a few things out, please use the link at our website under the partners page. Click on the Heather's Choice logo to uh, be able to check that out. And in addition, just lastly, I did want to bring up about, uh, I was talking about gear lists in the last few weeks and some things I've been working on. And I've been putting a lot of links to, you know, products I'm using through Amazon. And one of the reasons that I'm doing that is because Amazon offers something up called basically an affiliate program that I can use. So whenever you're, you know, you guys go through one of the links that I have in my gear list and it links to Amazon that, and you say you would happen to purchase the product that will, Amazon will then pay me, you know, a small 
basically finder's fee, small finder's fee out of, you know, what you'd purchase. That just helps out uh, a little bit with the podcast. So I'm kind of, you know, messing around with that and I'm going to try to, you know, make basically an online store within Amazon. So you can go and, and check that out there, get, you know, the free prime shipping and everything else. So just for some of the the items that that I have uh, when I order them from Amazon, that's where I normally get them. I figured might as well do that to help uh, support the podcast a little bit and also put everything in you know one place that you can find it easily if you're you know looking to check out some of the products I'm using. So just wanted to uh, mention that. Also, we have some new apparel uh, out. I talked about the Mountain Buck stuff. You know, last week, and now the Western Roper hats are available. They're live. I just have a very small quantity of those available. I it was you know something that got a lot of requests for, and they were on back order. Finally, got them in stock. So check that out, and I'm gonna send out a free koozie with any of those orders for over thirty dollars. So check those out on the website. And also, this past weekend, I took part in uh, an adventure race. It was the first time I've ever done anything like this. It was the Kinzu Country Tango adventure race just outside of Warren, Pennsylvania at the, the Kinzu Dam. So the race, basically what it was, was a 13.1 mile run, a 20 mile bike ride, then a two and a half mile swim, seven mile orienteering, and then a four mile trail run then lastly, just followed up with a seven-mile canoe race. So it was a, a six-man team that, that we did it with. So I did it with some of my buddies from college. And it so my buddy Lee Ziegler, who's on the Rattlesnake Company this year, he started off with a 13-mile run, killed it. I went into the, the bike ride, and that's the first time I've ever done a race of any sort with uh, the biking so that was interesting but i had new personal best time on that through the 20 miles and 1600 feet of elevation gain which was crazy but uh it was a lot of fun to get to do that and then derek allen did the swim and then when he came back basically tagged myself and nick turner off and we went up into the seven mile orienteering and that's basically they hand you a topo map there's five waypoints on it. You have to get to those waypoints as fast as possible. It's over basically seven miles. They were off trail uh, waypoints, and you cannot use Onyx or anything like that. You had to use a compass and a topo map. And we finished really, really strong on that and brought our team back, you know, kind of up into the, the top tier there. And then once we got back, Sam. Funk went on uh, the trail run, and when he came back, he jumped right into the canoe with Caleb Viscovi, and they crushed it. So we had a top 10 finish. I think we finished eighth overall. The actual results are going to come out uh, sometime this week, I believe. And, yeah, and, and I believe fourth in our division. So that was super – none of us have done anything like that ever. So just a you know a bunch of – guys just you know deciding a month ago to do this and and go in and and complete it was was really cool and really showed that you know i didn't do a whole lot of specific training for you know bike riding i rode maybe once a week for a month which wasn't really uh you know optimal for that but the the mountain tough you know fitness program that i've been doing has really helped out with that and and basically just helped me grind through that in that long race so that was that was really cool if anyone gets a chance to do something like that uh, the kinzu country tango uh race was a lot of fun and i'm um, really struggling walking around today but so this week i'm gonna try to get out two episodes uh i have so much stuff in the bank here to to release and i want to start getting some more of this stuff out before you know hunting season really kicks into gear try to get as much content out as possible so this will be you know hopefully number one of two of this week and i have sean durkey on from alpen fuel he did give us a code uh you'll hear what the code is for here in a little bit but if you use code East West, I'll also include this in the show notes. That'll save you 10% off an order from Alpen Fuel, which is his backcountry nutrition website. 
So go ahead and uh, check that out. But hopefully you like the podcast here with Sean. It's all about backcountry nutrition and meal planning for your hunting adventures. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the East Meets West Hunt Podcast. And today I have on the line coming out of Bozeman, Montana, Sean Durkee. How's it going, man? Good, good. How are you doing? I can't complain. It's uh, just another rainy day here in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, so how's uh, how's the weather in Bozeman today? It's 74 and sunny. It's really, really good. We're supposed to get a bunch of rain the next couple of weeks, so we're enjoying it while it lasts. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, we'll enjoy it, like you said, while it lasts. And, and uh, we've had enough rain here that I'm, I'm about done with it, so everything seems to be... It's a really, really wet spring, so things are greening up quick. But, yeah, so, Sean, I wanted to uh, start off by kind of asking you to give you a little background on yourself and also the, the company Alpen Fuel that you have going on here. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, first of all, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah. Um, I I'll get into Alpen Fuel in a minute, but uh, before that, I'm a, a Montana native, and I live in Bozeman, as you mentioned, and um, I grew up just out in the west here, camping every summer with my family, and so we did a lot of uh, camping in the motorhome and, you know, bringing everything you, you needed, and so I, I got started in the outdoors with that through my dad, and um, eventually in high school, I got into backpacking, and, and uh, I've been doing that ever since. It really took hold and that was a good introduction but I started out maybe age 15 and using uh, external frame backpacks sleeping on the ground no pads you know putting ziploc bags in your shoes for waterproof liners that sort of thing so this was kind of pre-freeze-dried food we used to pack uh, we'd pack frozen food I guess we just things that you could freeze I guess hot pockets uh, hot dogs I brought we usually brought in T-bone steaks for the first night. I mean, these were pretty heavyweight affairs. I can remember um, I was 135 pounds soaking wet, and you'd be carrying 50, 60 pounds in one way. And we'd just set up for a week and fish and and eat. Uh, this was an area that didn't have bears, so we would take all that frozen food, one block of it, and double Ziploc bags and put it in the creek all week and just eat off of it. So we were – there was no cook stoves. It was all open fire over a grate, that type of stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's what I, I grew up doing with backpacking trips kind of like that and and then slowly refining as technology and my techniques advanced. And so, um, yeah, I, I started off with that and then uh, I went to school in Bozeman here, moved away to Seattle for a couple years and then worked my way back. And I got out of, of uh, backpacking and a little bit out of hunting, I guess, when I was in Seattle. It was just harder to do. And then that's one of the main reasons I moved back to Montana and then uh, finished schooling here and got married and have a few kids. So uh, right now I try and do a few backpacking trips every year in the summer. I'm really into mountain lake uh, fly fishing, so I try and do that. And then as far as hunting goes, I primarily target mule deer and, and pheasants, so um, some backpack hunting there as well. Um, I know there's a lot of bow hunters out there. I was into that for maybe 10 10 plus years I guess pretty avidly and so I've got we used to do a lot of wall tent backpacking I guess if you want to call it that trips like that interspersed with true backpacking trips so that's kind of my overview I guess and experience but as far as Alpenfield goes last summer I was doing a trip in the Beartooths and and uh, in the Granite Peak area that's the highest peak in Montana and I was in there to, to fish and just ran into a lot of different people, backpackers, fishermen, day hikers, and lots of people going in to climb Granite Peak. And just talking with people and, and just thinking about it, it was interesting that all these people from all these different states coming in and their their objectives were different. But, you know, their gear might be different if they're a hunter or a fisherman. They might use certain brands that they're familiar with. But the food to everybody, it seemed like, was just using the same uh, mountain house type meals and cliff bars and things like that so before my trip I was trying to I was looking at different brands like Heller's Choice and 
and uh, I was just trying to get a handle on some of the different options out there. Wanted to try something different. I think that a lot of hunters could say the same thing. They go out year after year just eating the same things. I'm no different. So I was looking for different different options. And after the trip, I just got to thinking about, well, what if we put a lot of these different higher nutrition type products all in one place? And and so we kind of went from there and um, generated our, our store and our subscription box program. Okay. So... Um to explain a little bit about what what is what exactly is a subscription box program for like how do you structure that i guess yeah good question so <clears throat> i guess we launched in january of this year and so we've had boxes shipped in february march april uh we're getting ready to ship one tonight actually uh, we ship around the mid mid month point but last fall when I was researching for the company, I reached out to maybe 70 different companies just to say, hey, I'm here, this is my idea, and uh, just to get on get on their wholesale programs and get their pricing. And so that was the start of it was last, last fall doing all that footwork, and we got a great response, a lot of samples people sent out to us. And, and so we, we have two subscription boxes that we do. One's a snack box. It's just energy energy gels, snack bars, jerky, coffee, just all sorts of different good energy products that you could use either on an extended trip or um, just day hike, skiing, that sort of thing. And then the second one that I wanted to try, I didn't have as much faith in it, I guess, but it's actually been our best-selling box is more of our premier box is the one that contains meals. And so it's it's going to be the same exact box as the snack box, but we try and put two to three uh, meals in it and that's either freeze-dried dehydrated or quick prep type stuff so these are boxes that you can if you want to just try different things it's a good option for that you can buy them one off uh, through the site or you can subscribe on the monthly basis and save a little bit of money that way but it's a good way to just try out we're out there researching all these companies and trying to put these boxes you know a project every month trying to put these together for folks so that they can try new things or you know i guess there's really two camps of people that are subscribing those that want to want to maybe they're doing a hunt in the fall and they they're just curious about these different brands and this is a great uh cheaper way just to try see what you like see what you don't like and then also if you just want variety when you're out hunting and backpacking and whatnot you can just stock up on these things they're every product in there has got a good shelf life over a year so you can stock up over a period of months and Instead of doing one big buy right before the season, you can spread that out over several months and and uh, take those boxes with you when you go in the fall. So that's that's the idea. And then as far as the the rest of the store goes, we have 10 brands so far that you can buy on an ongoing basis through the store and uh, a re- rewards program as well for folks to save cash. So we've got good brands. I know you're affiliated with Heather's Choice. We've got them on as a brand and peak refuel and uh, a few coffee brands like dark timber and such so yeah we're just trying to put it all in one place for folks if you're on board with boxes or not really just giving people options where they can they can come and, and grab everything they need at once yeah and i mean that's that's such a just uh the comment on that i mean for me specifically, I I like the idea of the box with the like the the snacks and the you know different to go type bars because there's so many out there and I tend to go back to the same ones that I you know have used forever. But it you know having the same thing whether that's in a my pack for seven to fourteen days on a hunt or just you know when I'm you know shed hunting or just going out and about around here. I even, I even pack that kind of stuff in my lunchbox for work you know and and i i'm always afraid sometimes to try new things um as far as like usually you're buying like say in bulk of something else where something like your subscription box with it you get a taste of a little bit of everything and oh you don't like that then you know whatever then you just don't get that you know you don't buy that you know from say your store or wherever else in a bulk fashion so just you know again giving you a way to try different things which i think is i think that's a really cool option and you know this is just my you know business mind kind of turning here but i i like 
that you know it's kind of a one you what you've built is a one-stop shop for it all you know you can try things out to the subscription say you like something a lot you can go on and then purchase more of it and you know like you were saying earn rewards or you know whatever else through that so that's that's a pretty neat pretty neat concept yes and if folks like i said we have maybe 10 brands we're looking to grow that a little bit more before we get fully into the summer but some of the brands in the boxes we have in our store so we offer discounts to come back and get get more if you like it or if it's another product from a different company that we don't um, have in our store we'll reach out to those companies and get get you discounts as well so it's a great it's a great way to try things and you know whether we offer the final product to you or not we'll try and get you a discount for it yeah that's that's awesome and what you were saying about um, it just, as far as like the, to practice or stock up for the season, I guess it would be better way to, to put it. Um, I, I know a lot of people wait to the last minute and if you do that and you're not sure of the food you're trying, it's not a good option. I know I've talked yep. to Heather about this a bunch, you know, that, that they get a giant rush right before hunting season. And hopefully, you know, a lot of it's people that, you know, have used it and want it, but I've heard of other people that have, you know, purchased it, whether it was her stuff or something else. And they got a whole bunch of it and laid it all out. And then they try it in the field and it just doesn't, they either can't stomach it or they have a bad experience with it. And that's not a good time to try it. So by being able to, you know, use it throughout the year and and mess around and see what works best for you. And in my opinion, that works, that works the best for me at least. Yeah. I think you're spot on. I mean, you don't want to be, be fighting your, your stomach out in the field so yeah, yeah. doing work early is definitely huge yeah that's for sure so sean just a, a question about is is this is it, are you fully are you fully in with alpine fuel or are you doing this full time no i'm not actually i'm a technical planner materials manager i guess you might call it for optics manufacturing company in bozeman so this is is my side hustle and, and uh, we've just been doing it for like i said three four months so we're we're brand new that's awesome. That's that's cool. I was wondering if that's uh, the route you were going or not. I I can uh, appreciate trying to do the the side hustle deal. So <laughs> it's uh yeah. it's definitely busy. That's for sure, right? Yes, for sure. It's just all evening hours. I uh, like I said, we're shipping our our April box or excuse me May box tonight. So I'll, my wife and I, after we get done here after dinner, we'll put the kids to bed and and put boxes together so yeah it's 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 been fun a lot of work but certainly fun as well yeah that's cool um so now that we kind of have an idea of you know what you built with this business and everything to kind of dive a little bit deeper into this subject with with backcountry food or food for hunting fishing hiking whatever it might be how do you i kind of want to you know pick your brain a little bit about the meal planning portion of it can can you help me talk about that a little bit absolutely yeah the meal planning i think a lot of people well i certainly did when i was little you just kind of cook what you cook at home you just throw it all in a bag and and you go into the woods and make the most of it but i think you can save yourself a lot of hassle and time and and wait really by trying to think it through ahead of time um so i a lot of people might be interested in well how many calories am i going to be burning in the woods and i can't really answer that obviously each person's different your weight matters the type of trip you're doing the time of year you know whether you shot an elk or not and you're packing that out makes a big difference but there's a good online calorie calculator that i found from mountain tough if you go to their website you can download it and it's just an excel sheet where you can put in your weight and how many miles you're doing how much pack weight you've got you know if you can jack that up to 80 90 pounds if you anticipate getting a critter on whatever day you know, just plan out your your trip and kind of see where your calories end up. So that's kind of a start for people. Um, but as far as general guidelines go, I think a lot of people plan around one to one and a half pounds of food per day. And so you can kind of keep that in mind if you're if you're packing. If you get it all together and you weigh it out and it's, you know, I encourage people to weigh their food ahead of time just to see, you know, portion it out into bags, try and, and put some thought into it. If you're coming in at two plus pounds per day or you could save yourself some time by switching it up so i i try and hit that one to one and a half pound 
mark per day, but I'm I'm generally just looking for as many calories as I can jam into each and every day. I think most people will be in a calorie deficit situation because they're you know, they're might be hiking from sunup till sundown and so you're gonna generally you're gonna expend far more calories than you can take in, even if if you're if you're eating all these high calorie foods. But uh, as far as I guess different cooking scenarios go it varies for me if i'm in the summer doing a a week-long backpacking trip i like to do a lot of no cook type stuff just because it's convenient so there's you know meal bars from pro bar that's one of my favorites green belly and these are 350 to 600 calorie meal bars that are are great you just crack open the package and eat them and so i'm doing that with you know coffee and fruit maybe in the morning and then whether it's fall hunting or summer backpacking, I'm always doing snacks from from the time breakfast is over till the time I um, set up for dinner. It's just jerky, maybe more meal bars, uh, trail mix, a variety of different granola and energy bars, uh, lots of chocolate and nuts, just good high-calorie stuff. And so that's generally what I'm doing is just I'm not ever sitting down for lunch. I mean, you can stop periodically throughout the day and you know stop fishing stop while you're glassing and just munch all through the day so that's what I do to keep to keep my strength up throughout the day and then for dinner um, I generally do in the summer about maybe 60% dehydrated or freeze-dried meals and the rest no cook so I guess the logic there is if if you have if you're weathered out or you're just too lazy or tired you know maybe you wanted to hunk to uh, hike all day until dark so it's good to have a few no cook options there as well where you can just jam a few calories down and and crawl into your sleeping bag but I think lately I've been tending more towards cooking dinner I think it's nice just to have a hot meal and some of the freeze-dried and dehydrated meals out there are just outstanding so I think with the improvements there it's it's a win just for your morale if nothing else to sit down and just have a really tasty meal so some of the meals out there one we carry is the peak refuel beef pasta marinara and that meal is 990 calories in one shot so that's just incredible you know you're packing six seven ounces and getting almost a thousand calories in one meal so those are there's some really great options out there like that but for me i'm doing Like I said, dehydrated, freeze-dried for dinners, snacks for lunch, and a variety of no-cook options. I I tend to stay away from, when I say cooking in this case, it's dehydrated, freeze-dried. I mean, that just involves heating water. That's the the simplest option is just to bring a, a stainless or a titanium cup and just heat the amount of water you need. And there's no muss, no fuss pack up your freeze-dried package when you're done and throw it in a Ziploc garbage bag and and you're off and running like there's there's no pots no pans that's my preferred method I know a lot of guys might pack um, pots and pans for cooking mac and cheese or soups or whatever I mean you're more than welcome to do that but I I just shy away from that for weight savings I think the ultimate for me is to have a small stove like a pocket rocket from MSR and a, a small cup and a lighter, and I'm done. There's no, you know, no soap, no pots, no pans. So that's yeah. some of the thought, I guess, that I have on it is along those lines. Yeah. So a couple comments I have there. So that Mountain Tough calorie counter is awesome, and I wish I would have. Uh, well, they sent out the email right is the day I was leaving to go on my 14 day hunt in Colorado last year, and I didn't read it. And, uh, I, I ended up, uh, I actually ran into a problem. I've talked about it on the podcast before, but just for your reference, Sean, I, after like day 11 or 12, I just, my body just shut down and got to the, I got really sick. My immune system was down and, and everything else. And, you know, I was putting in good quality food, but I realized that I wasn't taking in enough. And once I was able to take that calorie counter, which is, it's hard to 
to figure out, you know, how much you're going to be packing or say if you were packing the animal out and how many miles you plan on walking. But I was able to get that actual data from my trip and plug it in. And, and like you said earlier, I mean, you're always going to be at a calorie deficit, but I was at a major calorie deficit, which, you know, put, put me into a pretty bad, you know, place there where I was extremely sick. And luckily I had, you know, some, different, you know, medicine there with me to, to help out, but it was, it was really rough. And so that was uh, a kind of a learning experience for me and, and everyone's different and each, everyone burns calories differently and depending on your body type and your, your fitness level and everything else. But, um, yeah, that was just a, a learning experience for me. And in addition to that, what you were saying about, you know, say you're eating like dehydrated meals or whatever else, um, as far as like the no mess, uh, scenario, what I tend to do is I put every, everything for one day in a gallon Ziploc bag. And that seems to hold everything pretty good. It's packed pretty tight, but it also acts as a garbage bag. So as you're done with it, you just put it right back in there and, you know, pull the, the Ziploc across and seal it up and it's done. There's no mess. You don't have getting all over your pack. You don't have any of those issues. I just put everything in there and, and, um, at least, I mean, again, um, everyone on here knows and stuff. I eat a lot of the Heather's choice meals and they just zip back together. You just close them back up and everything's sealed. There's no smell coming out. There's nothing leaking out. And a lot of times I'll even stash like say, uh, something from like a cliff bar or pro bar, the wrappers or whatever, I'll stuff them in there and seal it all up. So it just keeps everything contained. And that seems to help a lot. So it's it's one thing that also that you had said about the the no cook option. I'm inter- I'm gonna explore a little bit of that. I don't think I could. I love the hot meals, and I I don't think I could completely go away from it. But I do want to, you know, mess around with that this summer and see what I can do and see how my body reacts to it. And just like you know, maybe every third day I do something like that, or and or say if I'm doing a weekend trip and don't feel like carrying a stove to, to be able to do that. And that's, uh, something that's, like I said, that's really, really interesting to me to see how that works. But I, I can attest to, there's a lot of times you come back to the tent at the end of the night and you do not feel like eating, but I, you know, make myself eat dinner and it definitely helps for recovery when you get, you know, those proteins and everything else into your body. So whatever it is, whatever it's a cookless or a, yeah, cookless option, or um, or if it's a dehydrated or slash freeze dried meal, you know, it is definitely important to eat there at the end of the day. Yeah, that's great input. I'm glad you mentioned that. For me, I I tend to lose my appetite sometimes. If you're, I mean, some of the mountain ranges around here, you might be fishing at ten thousand feet, and hunting's the same way, right? So it's, I tend to just not be as hungry when I'm. I know. The outdoors drives an appetite, but after being out there for a while, sometimes you, you tend to lose that. So, yeah, eat early, eat often, drink more than you need, I think, or more than you think you need. With the no-cook options, if I use those for a long period of time, sometimes I get a little tired of the texture just because you need to, you know, you're chewing them all up all the time. They're not moist generally, so you need to drink a lot of water with those just to dehydrate them, but... I think a good variety is nice. That's what I've gone to. Yeah, no, I I uh, I agree with that. And and um, as far as like the certain foods and stuff I'm putting in there, I I'm a person like at home, like I I eat pretty clean. I definitely you know mess around with. It. I love my Lay's potato chips, and I've said this before. But if I could figure out a way to pack them in without them getting all in the into uh, a crumbly <laughs> mess, I would do it. But um, anyways, for the most part, I eat pretty clean. And and I was like the first year I went out west, I just made sure everything I had was you know super qu- high quality, everything like that. And and I, I for me, I need to have like almost I don't know how you want to put it, but almost like a guilty pleasure food to bring along with you too, whether that's bad for you or not. But just something that a mood booster when it hits your lips, you get excited, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely one of the wins for taking good food with you. It's when you're sleeping on the ground and in potentially terrible weather in the cold, it's one of the few luxuries you can have is just to hunker down and eat good and 
have a smile on your face before you go to bed. It's something to look forward to throughout the day too, knowing you got that thing waiting for you at the end of the day. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's for sure. Yeah, is there anything else? Like, I mean, what are some of the? I know you'd mentioned the pro bars and some of the other the chocolates and everything you're else bringing in there. What is your like? You know, you, you're not going to go into the woods or the mountains without it. What's your food like that? Good question. I've been doing a lot of the pro bars lately for meals for I just to eat on the way in, maybe on hard days with a lot of elevation or for breakfast. I do a lot of homemade deer jerky um, leftovers, I guess, from the previous year. I do a lot of that for lunches just to supplement. And then I've been doing a ton of sampling, of course, with all these different companies and trying to get good products for the website. So this year, a few of the noteworthy products that I've found, uh, everybody, or not everybody, but a lot of folks tend to like Honey Stinger waffles. So we have a different company on board, Untapped Waffles, and they do their waffles made out of maple syrup. They do the, the tree tapping, I guess, out in, I think, northeast, obviously, the U.S., but they're a great product just for a quick boost, sugar, carbs, but it's more low glycemic stuff, so you don't get the crash. And then uh, Heather's Choice Packaroons, which I'm sure you're a good fan of those. Mm-hmm. But one food that I found is really interesting is uh, their F-bomb nut butters. And so their nut butter is just taking the nuts and, and putting them in a mixer for so long that they turn to butter. I think that's all there is to it. But F-bomb makes them out of macadamia nuts, and so these things are like 210 calories per ounce, and I don't, I haven't found a higher calorie food out there, so those are pretty interesting. Uh, but for me, in the past, I've done a variety of, you know, self, self-cook, self uh, some dehydrated meals that I've come up with, things like that, soups, um, tuna, cream cheese, things like that, but more recently, I guess going towards the Heather's Choice and Peak Refuel for meals and then variety of snack bars and, and jerky and such. Yeah, okay. I, I, I'll i tell you what, I'm, I definitely want to go the jerky route with some deer jerky that I have or anything else to bring along. I think that would be a, a big a big win for the, the taste side of things and, and also getting protein and everything else. And and also, you were talking about the, the F-Bomb product. So I was using last year their coconut oil that I'll add either to my coffee in the morning or just right into my Heather's Choice breakfast. And that, those are, I can't remember the calorie count off the top of my head, but it's extremely high and, and adds a lot to it. And so I, I've been kind of training myself to, a lot of times I'll wake up first thing in the morning and not feel like eating breakfast. So the way I kind of prepare for that all year is, I work out in the morning before I go to work. So I'll do that, you know, basically fasted and then, you know, I'll eat afterwards. So what I, so what I've been tending to do, so I'll wake up and have coffee and I'll put coconut oil in there just to give me that little bit of a boost and say you're hiking up, whether to a glassing spot or something else. So you don't have to get up as early in the morning to cook or anything. And then usually like my first break, say around nine in the morning or so, I'll, I'll, uh, you know, cook up my full breakfast and, and go from there. Or I'll just, you know, grab a bar first thing in the morning, just as a snack and then kind of eat my main breakfast on a, on a break sometime throughout the, you know, the middle of the morning there. That's, that's seemed to help for me. And do you, do you happen to add like olive oil or anything else to your dinners to add calories in there? I personally don't, but that's a great way. I mean, olive oil is tremendous in calories. So that's, and it's healthy as well, so that's a great way to go. Just looking for those additives. You can add nut butter to your granola breakfast, for example, oils to dinners. That's a great way to boost calories. Yeah, I, I've been a big fan of doing that the last couple of years. And the, the one thing that a disclaimer on any of the coconut oils, olive oils, make sure your body's ready for it as far as, <laughs> you know, be doing adding that to your food or your coffees leading up to the season quite a ways ahead of time otherwise your stomach is not going to be very happy with you you add that or you'll be running to the 
the the bathroom of the woods as as fast as you can. <laughs> yeah, so that's definitely one point I wanted to make is people people need to eat in the in the backcountry like they do at home to some extent. You can't be keto or paleo at home and then go and eat mountain houses all week. Your stomach will explode. You can't, you know, you got to be conscious of that. And that's a a great uh, reason to try some of this stuff at home. Make sure your body's up for it. Make and uh, and refine it and go from there. Yeah, no, I like I said that that's just something I definitely wanted to make a point across because I actually had um, someone bring that up uh, about Heather's meals. You know, a lot of them are high fat, high protein type meals, and they're like, my stomach was completely tore up, and and I said, well, did you were you eating them beforehand at all? Did you try them out? Were you eating other things that were similar? And the answer is normally no. And you know, if if I didn't do that. I'd have this the same first time I ever had it. I had the same reaction. But as you get used to it and kind of prepare for that, um, then, then your body adjusts. You know, absolutely. And I think way back when Mountain House used to be the only option. And I did a little bit of research on that. I it's kind of interesting to share. But I think currently they have eighty percent of the market share between them and Backpackers Pantry. And so. They got their start a long time ago, and uh, freeze-dried in particular started back in World War II getting traction because they were shipping blood overseas to the troops, and it was spoiling, so they needed a way to cope with that. So along came you know, the freeze-dried methods, and that took off with, with food in general. But um, so, so now a lot of these companies in the last four years have started niche-type things. There's an entire brand next mile meals devoted to keto. And like you said, Heather's choice has a lot of high fat, low carb options. And so those are definitely for people that prescribe to those diets. There's traditional options out there for folks that, that want to do that. Um, you know, the main knock on mountain house over the years is that they're really high in sodium. So if that's not your deal, you can find meals that are low in sodium and gluten free vegan, all that. So there's, more options now than than ever and they're they're really good good great options tasty yeah can, can you tell me a little bit about uh the green belly meals or what what they're all about yes so that that was started by chris i believe is his name he he's on the east coast and he hiked he hiked the appalachian trail and he was looking for a food that he could just eat that was convenient he didn't want to mess with cooking and so he developed these meals after a trip hiking uh, there and refined his, his food products. But their main selling point is they're uh, more of a traditional food, I guess. They're not high-fat, low-carb. But he just took the American diet and divided it into thirds, the general one-third for fat, carbs, all the macros. And so you could eat – there are two bars in each package, and they come in three flavors – it's one of the brands that we carry, so I'm a little familiar with it. But you can essentially eat one for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and, and cover your daily requirements for all the main the main things on the American diet. So okay, that's, their, that's kind of their claim to fame with it. Yes, and a lot of these companies were developed from through hikers that are doing the Pacific Crest or the Appalachian Trail. And so you know, if if people can eat this food for five months at a time, that it's got to be pretty decent okay and and i know you had mentioned you know a few of the the bar choices and stuff that that you like and have been trying out those untapped waffles are something that i'm that i i think i'm gonna have to try because i i love the taste of honey stinger waffles and was thinking about adding them to my you know kit this year but like you said the the untapped being a little bit more of the low glycemic type you know, I think that my body seems to react a little better with that, you know, and I, I, I have, you know, a few food allergies and stuff myself and my blood sugar, I have some issues with and, and I'm not real good with a lot of sugars. So that's something that's interesting to me. And a lot of these companies are, are, we like to support the smaller companies. So Honey Stinger, of course, people are familiar with them. They're nationally distributed, big company, but um, the untapped company, I think they might have eight, seven, seven, eight employees and 
they're the guys out there tapping the trees, refining this stuff, and and packaging it. So they're they're a quick, responsive company. We love to deal with them when we do events. They're helping us out with samples. So you know, we like to help them out as well. They're just a a fun company to deal with. And the owner, all these companies have interesting backstories. The owner with Untapped was he's a professional cyclist, and he's he cycled in the road, I guess, whatever the word is, and Tour to France, and then came back and joined up with his buddies to start this company. So, well, every every company's got a story, and we tell some of those stories on our website, just how these companies are started and why we like them, why we're supporting them. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, they when when you originally had reached out to me to talk about meal planning and everything, when I was looking for ideas for the podcast, you know, I went and you know naturally checked out your website right away, and that was one of the things I noticed was. You have like these brands that, you know, aren't these, the REI store brands. And, you know, I, I like that. I love my personally working with companies like that, that are, you know, they're, you know, what they're putting out. One is quality product. And they also, you know, they, for lack of better terms, you know, they just have their heart in it. You know, they're, they're the ones doing it and putting it together. It's not, you know, running through this, this giant, you know, production facility that, that they have a personal, you know, interest in it. Yeah, that's that's a, a great point. I think one of the reasons we were starting this was I love entrepreneurship, and so dealing with these small companies is great. We met last fall with, uh, if you're familiar with Be Good Bars, they're out of Joseph, Oregon, I believe, or Joseph, Idaho. I don't remember which, but they're they're a great company. I met with Judy. Judy Goodman, the the founder of that company, last fall when my wife and I were looking for companies, I saw her on Instagram and reached out to her, and she said, oh, I'm going to be in Bozeman two weeks from now to visit my daughter. Can we sit down and visit? So we met at a coffee shop, and she brought samples of her bars, and these are hand-dipped energy bars, hand-dipped in chocolate. She's an ex, or a current, I guess, chocolatier, if that's the right word, but she's been in the food industry for a long time and so it's her and her husband her family basically making these hand-dipped chocolate bars and so I've been emailing her off and on for the last several months again she's one of the brands we're happy to support but she recently won an award this winter I think it was in January or February she went down to San Francisco and won uh, a pretty prestigious award there it was I can't remember the uh, it's the Good Food Foundation. I guess she went down and won the first ever snack award there for for the best basically energy bar around. So these are the types of folks that that we're dealing with. It's pretty inspiring and and fun to do. Yeah, that's cool. I I like I said, I love the idea. I think that's cool. So what you've created is you know kind of a one stop shop for it and allowing people to be able to try it and see what, what they like. And, and again, that was one of the, one of the, one of the main reasons was, you know, to get your expertise on the meal planning and everything I wanted to talk to you about. But in addition to that, I just, I think the brand and everything you've created is, is really cool. And I think will help out a lot of people and especially coming from the East, you know, a lot of us out here aren't as familiar with that stuff. You know, there's a lot of places to backpack and stuff, but uh, from a hunting standpoint, you know, we're used to hunting whitetails and turkeys and things like that, that normally don't take a whole lot of uh, meal planning or stuff to bring together. And as we start, you know, going out West and, and, or even different type of backcountry adventures in the East, these it's, it's really helpful to have, you know, companies like yours to, help reduce that learning curve and help put everything in one place to be able to try it out and see what works for us. Sure. And even out West, there's a lot of people that aren't familiar with it. I know over the years when I'd tell people I was a backpacker or going on a backpacking trip, they'd be like, well, what do you eat out there? Freeze dried food? You know, they just knew it as this loose concept, but they'd never tried it. And I think a lot of folks haven't tried it, but it's, it's made so many strides in the last 10 years that it's now it's, it's the, the best choice. Yeah, no, I think that's that's awesome. So, Sean, is there anything else that you wanted to cover from the food standpoint or or anything else that you wanted to talk about? Just one more point I was thinking about when I was getting ready to talk to you. 
I think it, it we've talked about premeditating, you know, putting food in bags and testing out things, but on the on the flip side to play devil's advocate, try and not overthink things either. It's more important to be out there having fun and, and making a few mistakes maybe than it is to have everything perfect. You're never gonna have everything perfect, but just thinking along the lines that if you pack let's say you did a theoretical ten day elk hunting trip in September and you brought along a whole bunch of freeze-dried stuff and then your stove broke on the second day well maybe folks will bail on that and say that's a lost situation but with all these meals um, you can you can soak everything that's a lot of the through hikers do it as a preferred method where they won't cook anything they'll just throw cold water in their freeze-dried dehydrated meals and they'll cold soak it and then they'll just wait 30 40 minutes and eat it later it might not be is tasty, but you've got a lot of options to be flexible with this stuff and just kind of roll with the punches when you're out in the woods and make the most of it. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. And, and, you know, it goes that way with gear or anything else, you know, it's, you're never going to have everything perfect, especially if you're, you know, first time, or even if you've been doing it for 10, 15 years, you know, you always have things that mess up and have mistakes and Hey, that's all part of the, the experience, right? Absolutely. Awesome. So Sean, where can people find some more information on, you know, you and, and Alpen Fuel and everything else? So our main presence, of course, is our website at alpenfuel.com, A-L-P-E-N-F-U-E-L.com. And then we also have uh, Facebook and Instagram at Alpenfuel. And then there's a contact form on our website if you ever need to get a hold of me <clears throat> i'd be happy to talk about different options meal planning you know tailoring things to your specific trip or whatever so i'm easy to get a hold of awesome <clears throat> all right well sean again thank you very much for you know coming on the podcast here and and talking with me and uh hopefully we'll be talking again soon very good thanks for the opportunity bo and good luck Thanks so much for listening to this episode of East Meets West Hunt with your host, Bo Martonic. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit eastmeetswesthunt.com, Facebook at East Meets West Outdoors, and Instagram at East Meets West Hunt. If you enjoyed today's episode, please review and subscribe, and we'll catch you next time.